two years been unbelievable Sacrificed everything to be with you Cherishing my love was all I asked of you Sitting in my room, brandy day, dreaming of you It's a fiasco how I'm feeling Think I need some healing Soak it in deep breathing Books, good food, and some reading Maybe with time I'll see you next time Maybe with time I'll see you next time Maybe next lifetime I'll be a wiser Actually, like, kind of resisting this today, but I always, I always like force myself to do it because I end up feeling better. So, make me feel good. Resisting? Why? No, I just you know sometimes you know when you just feel like being in a just in a hole and don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> All the fucking, all the fucking time. That guy. Every day. My, no, I'm just saying. Not every that day. guy in my head started chatting me up and was just like, "You don't want to talk to anyone today. Like, keep it, keep it." Wow. To I'm like, "Fuck you, man." But no, how are you doing, Amanda? Um, yeah, fuck you, man. I'm like any like formalized kind of thing, but even though this is like alternate fields podcast episode seven. Bro, look at me, bro. If this isn't like the most raw shit ever, because the fact that you didn't even intro it up, and I'm over here spraying my freshly done hair with oil. You know, I'm about keeping it real and raw and live. Yeah, I ain't even, I'm not even, I'm not even tripping. Like, I'm one of those, like, yo, this is my life. (laughs) Yeah. Anyone got problems? And like, we know each other for real. Like, we know each other. So it's like, for real. Just two Uh, friends kicking it. I forgot we're even doing an interview. You're recording already? (laughs) Yeah. I just, I mean, I'll edit whatever I want out. No, look, this is episode seven. Anyone who's out there listening, watching, good to have you. Uh, We're just going to have a conversation. I have some questions because, you know, questions lead to thoughts about answers. And uh, I'm calling this episode The Word. Because I'm interested in words, and I know you are as a poet, artist, type, creator, personality being. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mysterious woman of sorts uh, with a lot <laughs> to offer the world, I would say, from what I've found. Um, but you're finally like, I'm finally like getting the 
the real beings on the on the on the show the women the females the or whatever you whatever people call themselves these days uh, i love it i just call myself a human a human yeah i love i think i'm i'm i might not be a human i could very much be something else but i don't know i'm i'm a human hey i'm with yeah that's it that's i don't i don't know that's all i say i'm a person yeah a person i don't really feel like that if if i'm gonna be honest i don't really feel like that i definitely feel like i'm a celestial being but uh for those who don't understand what that means i'm gonna just say a person (laughs) is it a celestial being celestial 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 that's interesting i know see when you're a poet you have a license to make up whatever the fuck you want, just so you know. Yeah, your lexicon runs deep. Yeah, for sure. I got a decent one too, but I haven't heard that one. Uh, tell me about that word. Let's just talk about words and, you know. I love words. Um, and that just, yo, when you're an artist and you're having like an interview sometimes, like, Sometimes your lyrics will come to mind or like your material. So when I said words, (laughs) I was about to bust into a whole poem for you real quick. So I'm glad that I didn't have to catch myself. But um, words are spells though. Like they really are words are spells. And like, we have to be careful about how we use our words. We We have to be careful in, you know, how we speak life into other people or not. Um, we just have to be really, really careful because if you think about it, anything that you thought bad that was going to happen that you gave life and talked about, didn't it happen? If not to you, then someone else. Somebody you know? Exactly. So for me, I think more recently through Corona one, but also just like personal circumstances. I've realized like how much of an impact people's words have on people, including my own. I didn't, I don't think I ever realized how much weight like my words could hold. And I don't even mean that in like an industry artist way. I just mean that very much like in my own life, like to myself, never mind other people. So yeah, I just be trying to watch my words all the time and use them very intentionally. Now, am I a human, a person who makes mistakes and sometimes, you know, backtracks? Of course, I'm not perfect. But I think in those, uh, at the same time, not but, at the same time, I feel like it's those moments that we have to reflect and then really just apologize and make amends for those by changing our actions and not using that same kind of language, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, What was the poem you were thinking of reciting? (laughs) Actually, it was a poem from, Um, I was featured on Photo and Friends Volume 3. 
um, shameless plug for those who are listening. Um, it's out on, I think, YouTube. I don't know, <laughs> but you can look it up. <laughs> um, shout out to my guy, Photo. That's my Aquarius gang gang. Um, I did this poem called, um, he named it, they, they don't believe it's butter. Oh, it can't, it can't be butter. It can't be butter. But the way he spells butter is so different than like the regular spelling of butter. So it's just, it's cute. Um, and it comes right, it's like an interlude right before or the intro before God's gift to earth, which is the beat that I was given that whole record was fire. Can I just talk about that process really quickly? Like, first of all, shout out to Marco Marcel. Shout out to my guy, Photo. Shout out to my homegirl, Eve, who was doing my whole hair that day um, at my house. And I was like, yo, sis, um, are we going to get done with this? Because I have a whole session. And like, if you know me, you're probably at home laughing right now because you're like, yo typical amanda right fuck y'all no are you talking about the, the the music project you mentioned months ago that you were like getting into no mm, fanson yours is supposed to say nothing but anyways we're gonna just breeze you said you can go back and edit right we're gonna breeze yeah, by yeah. <laughs> Well, so you were I'm, just talking about what were you talking about? No, I was talking about Photo's track, not my track. I was oh. featured on it. That's how I know you mean. Yeah, listen. You I, I was thinking about something else. Amanda's not making music. That was a joke that she told me a while back, and I, I laughed pretty hard. Bruh, right. And I was like, could you imagine? Like, that wouldn't happen. So, yeah. Um... <laughs> I was on his track and I had asked him, I was like, well, what's the concept of the song? Now, mind you, I've asked this man this like three different times. I'm like, what's the concept of the song? And it wasn't until he broke it down to me in his terminology. And I'm not going to say all that because y'all can go look up photo in his interviews and stuff and go see why he made what the concept was behind God's gift to earth. But it was just, it was beautiful. And I was like, I never thought or listen to the track. I was like, I never thought of my gift being my pen. You know what I'm saying? Like ever. When I heard God's gift to earth, like what is God's gift to earth mean to you? I immediately thought kids and I immediately thought mine. Cause like we hear children are like God's gift to earth, right? Like that's, that is a saying. So it's like, I just thought of kids. I never thought in talent or ability or creativity or purpose, right? I never thought of it like that. So that was a fire record for me. That was a fire record for me. I wrote that poem literally in six minutes right after he explained like his interpretation of it. And I think that's the beauty of like collaborating with a lot of artists is that you can jump on their project and they have a vision. Like you can hear the instrumental or hear the song and know the concept, but still get lost in it until you hear the explanation behind it. You know what I'm saying? If that makes sense. Yeah. So it was dope. Dope. Um, well, I guess let's go back in time a little bit. Um, tell, 
this is kind of cheesy, but like it's you know people that don't know you, you know, tell us tell us about Amanda Shea, where you're coming from, and you know give give us your your story, your briefing, your brief kind of rap uh, bio story. It's always a good um, exercise, you know, to retell your story in the <laughs> elevator, like we're going up. <laughs> nothing can stop me i'm all the way up <laughs> nah um damn my story well it's all in my poems so i feel like you could get a really good gist of who i am and if you go to amandashay.com or <laughs> amandashay on youtube make sure you hit the subscribe button so you can get all the bells for when I post All the bells and whistles. Nah, but like on some serious stuff, um, I'm a mom, I'm an artist, I am a creator, I am a, I'm a, I'm a lot of things. I don't know how to describe myself anymore because I'm constantly trying to try new things that even though they fall under these boxes I'm just like what box <laughs> so it's really hard I'm having even a more hard like it's even it's just a harder time now like trying to describe myself to people because I'm just like I'm whatever you want me to be one day you can see me on radio one day you can see me with Brandy Blaze and you see me doing PR stuff with her you could see me with, I don't know, um, you can hear me perform on stage doing spoken word, or you can see me performing on stage with jabs, but I'm rapping and I'm not doing, sorry. And I'm not doing, <laughs> oh, I have to take this off one second. <laughs> hey, I'm doing that interview I told you about. Can I call you back? Yeah, all right, cool, fine. <laughs> so um just gotta remind folks um <laughs> so um yeah some days you'll see me rapping and you'll be like I thought she did poetry um one day you might see me I don't know creative directing or in a photo shoot and you might think I'm a model because that's been a, that's been like a running thing I don't know people are just like so quick to label like model and I'm just like no visual artist, but cool. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It depends on the day. That's a good story, uh, you know. And it's always good to exercise the I am, like what 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 people follow with I am, you know. Also, in the word magic, is either you know uplifting or cursing their their lives, you know. And I, I, that's why you're on the show right now, man, because you alternate between all fields and like those are the people that I'm interested in because they don't want to be limited and like labeled and named in a way that like locks you into an identity because mm -hmm. like me, I want to just be free and I, I am that I am. I, if I want to do this today, I want to do that, you know, and if it feels right, like that's what I'm going to do. So call me what you want. Um, and that story keeps keeps the story interesting always, you know. So I love to hear it. Um, and you're in Boston, 
East Coast. Mm-hmm. That's where you're born. Um, no, I actually was not born in Boston or up north. I was actually born in Charleston, South Carolina. Fun fact for all of y'all who keep thinking I'm from Boston. Um, I love Boston though. I've been, this is the longest place that I've I've lived now at this point, which is really crazy to say because yeah, that's just crazy to say. So like, okay, so I was born in Charleston, South Carolina, moved up north when I was with my mother when I was like two. Um, she met my she met my stepfather, who I call my dad, um, because he raised me. Um and she met him and then they settled in Hyannis Cape Cod until I was about um, like 11, 11 and a half years old. Um, so I spent a lot of time in Hyannis Cape Cod. That's where I obviously grew up, but that's a lot of like where some of my trauma actually stems from because it's super racist. And there was a lot of white folks and I never saw anybody who represented me. So I always felt somewhat like out of place and even though I had a best friend named Erica LaRanger, who I love you. Like that's my longest, I mean, we met in kindergarten, like longest friend I've ever had. But she can attest to the, the things that I, you know, that, you know, were said on the Cape, you know what I'm saying? Which wasn't always the greatest. So I moved there, I was living there. I've been there all my life from that point. And then I moved down South while my parents were splitting up um, for about a year, me and my brother, which was a total fucking culture shock to me because at that point I had never seen that many black people. I swear to God, like I had not. So it was like, I went from being like one of the fucking, like I literally went to school with only two other black kids, like for real, like that was my life. So to go down South and see the complete opposite, like where the white folks are the minority, it was like, yes, I don't know why I'm so happy, but I am fucking happy. I feel like I'm home. However, my grandmother is Portuguese. Um, and so is my uncle. So are my two aunts and her husband. And that's who we lived with. So I couldn't, I still, even down there, couldn't escape like people asking questions when my grandmother like is dropping me off at school. Like the fuck is going on over here? Like, you don't understand how many times people ask me if I was adopted. Cause like, I'm not from there. I don't have an accent. I was now the white girl that like, I was trying to be for so long in Cape Cod. What? That's crazy. So total fucking identity like issues growing up. I'm not even going to hold people like that's just how it was. You know, I never felt like I fit into anywhere. And like I said, I'm not trying to make it seem like, oh, my God, I was bullied because like, you know, but at the same and I did have some friends like I wasn't just an isolated loner and ate at the table by myself type. You know, and I feel really bad for those who have to, you know, resonate with those type of stories because that shit is shitty. So I did have some friends. I just was either the nigga or I was the white girl from Massachusetts right. to talk like a white girl, you know, so it really it sucked. It sucked. Um, but luckily, you know, through age and through art and poetry, 
you dig through all that shit. You know what I'm saying? So I lived there for a little while, like I said, for a year. My parents split up and I bounced around. I was like, uh, I'm like a child of a parent in the army who's not in the army. Cause like, that's how much me and my mother moved around, whether it be at friend's house, uh, sleeping in the van, um, her trying to find PCA jobs so that me and her could both live at the place, like Karen type of PCA type of work, CNA work and stuff. It was hard for a really long time. Like my mom, like I... <laughs> I'm just so grateful for her because I watched so much of what she went through and her life wasn't easy. You know what I mean? So it was hard. I suffered a lot from identity crises. Like I just didn't know who I was. My family, when I was in my mom's womb, they, everybody told her to get an abortion. So my mom ran away essentially. Um, and then my grandmother ended up finding her as my phone is ringing, like, sis, you're talking too much. But I'm at this point where I'm at in my life and where I'm at in my career, I feel like I have nothing to hide. Like, they're both very synonymous and they match each other. So with that being said, like, you know, I just, hmm, I have a lot of respect for, like, where my mom has came from because she faced a lot of trauma. And I couldn't imagine being pregnant with my first child at 15 years old and being told to have an abortion. I don't know what that feels like. Um, I do know what it feels like at 16, 14, um, but I don't know what that's like at 15. Um, there's a poem for that. We'll talk about that another time, but um, basically uh, full circle shit. But um, my mom ended up getting put into like this all girls home for like pregnancy like teens and stuff, it was just really hard. Like imagine all those emotions my mom is feeling like, and I'm just chilling in this room. Like, <laughs> when am I coming out to a world that doesn't want me <laughs> or at least a family that doesn't want me. And then realizing as I get older, like, oh shit, but the world don't either. Oh, oh, the joke's on you. <laughs> hey, and hold that and hold all of that and still strive. Come on, come on. That's why I do art because we got to talk about this shit. Got to talk about it. Yeah. Got to talk about it. Got to air it out. Got to. Got to. You know, that's it. That's it. Is art? Art is life, and life is art. How? And life is art. You know, people are like, art imitates life, and I'm like, no, life is art. Like from everything that you see from the trees down to like a fingernail even though some people don't like toes it's I, or toenails or fingernails it's cool but like everything that we consume matches something else in the world in some kind of other shape form or or, or fashion like we're connected individuals that come out it's like I think people like you that like come out of like challenging situations we have to learn fast adapt and like be just like be adaptable and like mutable to craziness and unfamiliarity and just like new things that get thrown at like and traumas or whatever like if if you, individuals who come out of that like I think and you can maybe speak on this like 
like they end up being like way stronger individuals and like they learn that like they're kind of blessed to have had all those kind of experiences because they draw and can draw so much power and like creativity from it and once you kind of like make amends with it like yeah as just an experience and not take it too personal because it's not your anyone's fault like I think like I mean you kind of exude that you found a peace with it uh, like obviously uh, it takes all of our lives to work through some stuff depending on the degree of impact yeah you seem like you found power in it and transformed it into something that you know again people hearing stories that are real and people coming out of things that some people never get out of sometimes it's all it takes for the next person uh to be to have the courage to like get get through that you know by hearing oh, that's true else. but it takes that's a lot of courage true. to express it in art poetry conversation whatever to strangers or to family like and usually that is so true keeping it to ourselves like is what ends up paining us more you know and, and then other people because they don't get they don't get to hear it it's like therapy you yeah. know like it's like people be like oh, i don't go to therapy and it's like well why not because it's like i find peace and like way more um solutions and get down to like the things that like the root of the issue when I talk to a therapist because I'm only hearing myself out loud we live inside our minds a lot of the time so it's like we're trying to sift through the mind body spirit holy ghost right while we're trying to process some people are not in tuned with all of those at the same time so we won't talk about those people and I we won't talk about those people we will talk about the people who do process like that. And I think that it takes, you know, a moment to be able to practice not only like emotional intelligence in that, but also like self-control in that to really be able to see it, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? I'm like asking, I think I'm like, does that make sense? I don't know if that makes sense. Um, and But honestly, this is reminding me, like I was saying earlier, like, unless it gets edited out um like i didn't really want to do this today because i was feeling like i don't want to go to therapy today i don't want to talk to someone today but i know that every time i do just like push myself to it it it, i feel better because i talk to somebody a human that is open enough to express and share and give perspective and then i gain perspective and then i'm like and energy even though it's virtual like is exchange and like you just feel more understood and like seen and heard and felt and like you know i already feel like ah realness you know Uh, (laughs) and even though it's a short conversation (laughs) people are driving people are walking people are doing whatever like i just know how i feel when i can listen to somebody and like they tell a story or like they share their experience like it's super interesting because like we all have we all have our own stories and like but also very inspiring right so it's like there's been plenty of times that that's happened to me that I can't even sit here and name every single time but not but that it's happened so many times to me I can't name them all a lot of those experiences you know it's funny 
Can I just interrupt my own self? I think it's funny that like we, we don't have patience for people and how they speak. Like I used to be a person that was like, hurry the fuck up and get to the point. Still kind of am sometimes, I'm an Aquarius. But, and my brain thinks pretty fast. However, I think it's important that we let, we allow people to take their time when they're speaking so that they can catch themselves in the moment of what they're saying to ensure that they can speak freely and accurately. So when I pause, I'm just correcting myself because I'm like, wait, I don't want to say but because but is reneging or deleting everything that I had just said before that. And that's not what we're going to do because there's some talented artists here in Boston who have given me that same experience that we're talking about just by sharing their story or performing poetry. Like I've been completely inspired by a lot of artists here in Boston that it's like, that's what fuels me. You know what I'm saying? Like that's part of like what fuels my creativity is by being inspired by people who are willing to be so vulnerable and tell the truth in their art in order to allow people to not only look within them, but look within themselves. Because even if me and you have never been through the same stuff, I bet you any money we've had similar emotions at one point, even though the situation may be different. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, if I can allow you, and sometimes I hate to use the word trigger, but sometimes that's what art does. If I trigger you into a space that allows introspection, introspection, then I did my job. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm living my true purpose. That's what it's intended to do. You know, I want you to resonate with it. And even if you don't resonate with it, understand that that's my journey and I've came through it and I'm willing to talk about it because a lot of the times we walk around like so ashamed of judgment of from people like I've done it to myself I ain't gonna hold you like there was a time where I was like I'm not writing about any of this these topics and I had a I had a list where I was like I refuse to talk about any of these things because I will get canceled now where I'm at I don't care. I'm just like, yo, if it's on my spirit and I feel the need or the call to talk about it, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it. And I don't care if that means <laughs> I get banned or don't get picked for certain things. Like that's okay. My pieces are for me first, then people's consumption. That's how I see you making music and stuff, which by the way, like Shout out to Alexander for, you know, introducing me to all these amazing Bostonians that, I mean. Alex Paday. Yeah. And me and Alex and Alex and Amanda and Ava and. Eva. Eva. Eva Davenport. Yeah. It's because it's because Pade messes it up every time. So I'm not even going to hold you to that. That's Pade. We know where that comes from. No, we're, I think we're, I think the things that have been motion projects are finally like whips are being cracked and uh, things are, we're going to be having some stuff out soon uh, with you guys because that shit is too fire to not be like out in the world like goddamn. yo so anybody that has heard that 
that I've played that for has absolutely fell in love and was like, we could totally hear this on the radio. So the fact that like people are giving that type of feedback to it and I'm also doing something again that I don't do. I'm not a rapper, but I do like flows. You know what I'm saying? Like I do. And I think that if you can make it sound really good, like you don't have to be yourself. Like I'm not a self-proclaimed rapper. I have way too much respect for rappers like and lyricists for real. Like that shit is hard. At the same time, it's really cool to be able to play around with it because that's something that I grew up on. I grew up on hip hop. I grew up on rock and roll. I grew up on jazz. I grew up on blues. I grew up on opera, opera, country. Like people be thinking I don't listen to this stuff, but I do. So it's really cool to just like experiment and do it. And then when it sounds good, you're like, oh shit, that's me. And so that was the first time, like, uh, remind me if that, like that was, we did an online, well, you guys were in the studio at Alex's. I was online remotely in Colorado. And yeah. That was your first time, like, recording to, a song, to, like, music, right? That was my first time ever laying down, like, somewhat of a flow on right. a track. Ever, 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 ever. I mean, I did, like, a LFOD freestyle because I don't want anybody, because, you know, the internet be trolling. So let me not say that and be like, this bitch be lying. Um, no, people forget sometimes the things that they do. <laughs> They're not lying. But um, uh, LFOD, um, I used to uh, be one of the radio personalities on the show. Shout out my guy, Uncle Sam and Alex, um, Alex Ball. And um, we every year, LFOD has the, the alumni cipher. Basically, all of the hip hop artists that have been on the show throughout the year have an ability, and previous years, have the ability to come through. There's some producers that like Uncle Sam is like super cool with, whatever, whatever. And um, they all bring like beats and stuff. And like he chooses a whole bunch, he gives them to artists who want to like be a part of the alumni cipher and they have to come up with something and then they spit it on the show. So it's like pretty dope. Like you're rapping, like you're freestyling for real. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's lit. So I did a freestyle once, but that was like to pay homage because one, I'm a radio, um, I'm on the show. And two, I was also interviewed on the show. So I was like, well, I'm not a rapper, but I'm going to do this. And nothing, nothing, I'm going to throw my brother D-Ruff under the bus because he was also featured on LFOD to talk about if you can feel it, you can speak it, open, open mic. And he rapped. And I was like, bruh, bruh. Like, we're poets out here in these streets. I expected him to do a poem. Nah, nah, nah. My bro went up there and did a whole freestyle, like for real, not just like a freestyle, but like off the top. I was just like, oh, that's what we're doing. I think we should do a sneak peek of uh, Next Lifetime. I, I can't, I can't hold it anymore. I would love that. Yo, and shout out to my guy, Notebook P. I don't know if you said his name, but Notebook P. Yeah, I did. I did. I love okay, him. Okay. Okay. I love him. His voice yeah he's crazy i've had him on here we had i am a fan i am a fan he just said i'm the up. number one fan notebook p don't ever rap? let anyone ever say otherwise have you heard him rap 
he just sent me a recording over a beat I sent him of him rapping and it's like it's dude it's yeah have you seen him dance the dude's a problem okay he's a triple threat okay dance <laughs> shit I told him I like him better than Usher so now yo that's legit he can dance his ass off all right let's just listen to your poem part Alex Eva don't get mad uh it's just a sneak peek and it's got to be coming out this summer so you know yo june nice little summertime vibe yeah little summertime bop all right i'm sure sharing the screen and the sound why not oh shit oh shit sneak peek Never thought believing you. Last two years been unbelievable. Sacrificed everything to be with you. Cherishing my love was all I asked of you. Sitting in my room, Randy Day, dreaming of you. It's a fiasco how I'm feeling. Think I need some healing. Self care and deep breathing. Books, good food, and some reading. Maybe with time I'll see you next time. Maybe with time I'll see you next time. Maybe next life. Oh, can't can't do it. Can't do it. Oh, can't do it. Can't do it. Oh, oh I haven't looked at that in a while. That feels so good, guys. That was the first song Amanda got on rhythmically and flow, and like we did it live. Like <laughs> we made that from scratch, and like yeah. it's a magical song, and it's been a long time. And we gotta, we're gonna put it out this summer. We have to. Yo, for real, Alex. Eva, oh, listen in. Notebook, come through with Time the come through. Come. I even have the video treatment already, Loki. Word, nice. Yes. As soon as I heard it, I was like, I could see the video in my head. Yeah. The treatment's already done. Great. What do we? Do I got. Do I gotta come out? Yes. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're in it. Good. We're all in it. What are we talking about? We're gonna you're gonna get flued out. Don't worry. You're gonna get flued out. <laughs> Can't wait to get that flu. Shit, I ain't never been flued out before. Ever in life. That's I ain't crazy. gonna talk about it. So that. I don't know how many people are gonna be tuned in, but it's gonna be an exclusive tune-in. So <laughs> either way, uh yeah, I love that. I'm hyped. We got that other song we did that we have that the the, the video. Right, all right, now I'm gonna start to get mad. I don't want to like, show your audience like my that's bad side. First on the I'm... pipeline of of what's to get done right now. I think it's I think it's like almost done right now. Last I checked. Bro, there's a whole video already. Yeah. What are we talking? Are you talking about safe bet? Yep. It's done. <laughs> I think so. I can't stand y'all. Do you hear this? Audience, hi. My name's Amanda Shay. And I interrupt this interview to bring you a special message about your boy. He's holding records. <laughs> Let him know to release them because they're Fuego Flames. Yeah. And he's gonna want to run those up. I promise you. Now back to the regularly scheduled program.
All right, guys, we're back. Uh, Hi. <laughs> take us to like the first, uh, like when you first like discovered poetry, like your connection to it. Like if you can, if you can, if you will. I think the first real time that I realized that like I could write and that I really enjoyed writing was when I was like eight, maybe even nine in between those years. Because one, I was, I'm always been fascinated with like handwriting, right? Like in cursive handwriting. Is that when we learned first in, in school? Like eight? Yes, yes, okay. yes. You learn, you know, printing your, you learn ABCs and all that other stuff. You learn how to like, you know, but I forget the name. I don't know why like the type of handwriting just like lost. Anyways, we all learn like, the way that we write, but then we also learn cursive handwriting yeah. and how different the letters curve. And I was always fascinated with that shit. Like I would literally, the books that they, I'm a little older, so I don't know how old the audience is, but you might not remember this, but they used to have these books that were pretty like, you know, kind of like rectangular and they would have three lines on them. The top line, the dotted middle line, and then the solid bottom line. And our teachers, um, especially on the Cape, were very like anal about how you wrote your letters. So like my A's, my lowercase A's had to touch that dotted line. Right. And like, like I don't know, I always just felt connection, connection to like actual just calligraphy, like writing, like how beautiful it is, how the pen feels. Like I'm totally one of those people that I'm like, I need the right pen. I know that sounds crazy to some people, but I do like this certain type of ink and how it dries and how it feels while it's writing the smoothness. Like I'm a real writer. Like I really, really love the actual art form of being able to write. And that to me, also books were some of my best friends. Like you heard of Erica LaRanger in the Cape, but could you imagine like, I, I realized when I was a kid, I used to love playing outside with friends, but I was a very intro, like I'm an introverted person at heart, right? So I could be extroverted, but when it's time for me to like, when I'm done, I'm done. So like when I came outside and my mom used to, my mom just said that to me not so long ago. She was like, yo, you used to go outside and only have a purpose. And that was to do gymnastics, to play sports or to like play with the kids manhunt and stuff. She was like, but then like, I would be the, the kid that they would be like, really? Cause I would leave like in the middle of the game, like, bruh, I'm out of here. And they'd be like, no, but we're not. And I'm like, yeah, it's time to go. Like I was, it was like, if I'm done, I'm done. And I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna go read my books and I'm gonna go be in myself and immerse myself into writing and music in my room. Like I was always in my room. So for me, I think I always had like this special thing with the special like connection with writing that ended up leading to other things. So like I was re rewriting songs that I heard. Brownstone, if anybody has heard me in interviews before, I always use this reference, but it's the truth. Brownstones, if you love me, not that whack shit Tory Lanez kind of did, that remix shit. I shouldn't say that because I do want to be famous one day. Tory, it wasn't it. Not for me. I know it was for the rest of the world, but it wasn't for me. But the original song, I would rewrite lyrics about love to a nine-year-old, like in a nine-year-old's mind. Like, 
to the song like all the time and be able to fit it in and I had the old school radio where you had it was cassettes yeah for those who don't know you can google but we had cassettes and I had a dual cassette so it was a dope ass radio like I lucked out for my birthday my dad my dad my dad's my connection to music he hooked it up right so like my father got me this like um radio but it played radio stations and all this other shit but like I could actually like play cassettes but it had two of them and what I could do was I could put a blank cassette because my dad loved to like record and make mixes that was his thing I don't know if that was a lot of black dads but that was my dad and I would borrow a blank tape from him or re-record over some shit I didn't want no more and I would play the other record the other tape of the actual song and I would like talk into my speaker the lyrics that I wanted to do and it would somehow fucking record me it would be faint but it sounded like I was a part of the song right I was so like see how you see my face like that's a little kid in me like yo that shit that shit was lit (laughs) I still say that shit was lit but anyways like it was just a cool like books writing that's when I fell in love. I really fell in love when I was like between the ages of eight and nine, because I was able to put the connection between all of them at that time. And I still feel like, I don't know how I did that. Cause I feel like eight or nine, you're still kind of young, but I was able to make that connection. Like, Oh, if I write these words and I write these poems and I write my, my feelings, I don't one have to tell my fucking friends <laughs> like what I'm writing. I don't have to share it. This is my personal stuff. So I can look back. I even was reflecting at nine years old. I would go and like the next year and read journals that I kept from years prior. Like I would do those. No one taught me how to do that. Right. I was just doing so that. powerful and like useful for like an active imagination and like young child's development. Like to have someone, even if they, if it's not someone, uh, you're still expressing, like sharing your, you know, what you're going through beautiful yeah it's great but I lost it because once I got older the disconnect starts happening you know I didn't hold on to that innocence that I felt or that creativity that I felt once my parents like split up and sent us to South Carolina where I had the biggest culture shock of my life I fell out of gymnastics which was something that I swear I would have been the next Dominique Dawes dead ass period. That's who I thought I was going, like, seriously, that's who I thought I was going to be. If not that, I was going to be the female Johnny Cochran or the first black ever president of the United States. Like, that's how, like, that's how grandiose I was. I'm still kind of animated. I know, I know, I know, but like, I, I was dreaming big, even as a kid. So it doesn't shock me now that like, I'm trying to do everything because I feel like I lost some time. I I abandoned that little girl back there, you know, as an adult. And now I'm finally reconnecting with her. Damn, that almost made me want to cry, but we're not going to do that. That's all that counts. Like, as long as we reconnect with our (laughs) inner child, right? Like, we we find that spark again of creativity, imagination, magic, like, you know, wonderment. So was there, like, was there, did you have, like, a mentor, like, someone that, like, helped you rediscover those things or like through that disconnect period like where what did you kind of look to for you know inspiration or 
like someone like ah oh, I want to I want to do what that person's doing you know or honestly I think it was when I moved here to Boston I think matter of fact it I say that all the time but like also I'm also a human being and I'm also evolving. So maybe this experience of where I thought it came from may change later on down the road um, through further reflection. Cause I've asked myself the same question that you just asked. And even though this is my answer because I believe it to be true and it, it is true. I feel like there's something else though. I don't know what that is yet. So maybe that's why I'm saying all this to say this now, because there's something else I feel like that also tapped me into it that I can't quite name right now. But one of the biggest examples I have or like the biggest influences I have is literally moving to Boston. I went to, yo, when I tell you the universe is beautiful, I am li literally full circle. When I moved to Boston in 2006, I live on the same street now, 15 years after the fact. Dang. So like I lived on this street that I'm living on now when I first moved to Boston and I lived here on the street from 2006 to 2007. I just got into this apartment literally September of this year, but I can see the old apartment, like my old house. Isn't that crazy? After 15 years of living in a city, it's weird. It's almost like I got brought back to square one. Uh, like through a new lens or perspective. Right. Uh, so it's cool, right? But yeah. um, Boston, I moved here in 06. And I went to RCC Community College, which is literally right around the corner from the street I live on right now. Um, and that's why I went there. Um, I got my associate's degree and my certificate in paralegal studies there. Yes. Folks, I was going to be an attorney. I told you. I told you. Um, but that didn't happen, which is okay. In another life, in another realm, I'll be the female Johnny Cochran. The club does not fit. Um, <laughs> you must have quit. I've always just wanted to say that, and I just did on the show, so we're good. Um, fulfilled. Um, so it's just weird. Like I moved here, went to the college. Yo, there was just mad talented people. Club Hope was putting on, shout out to Mike, who rest in peace. We lost. Desiree, Quasi, um, Curtis, Matt, like Crystal, everybody, 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 like was literally like a little clique of artists and was like, we're gonna put together like these like clubs and shows at the school. And it was the first time I had ever seen like people like jump up on a mic and just spit some shit. I was like, what the fuck? Where am I? And I've always wanted to go to an HBCU school. Can we talk about it? I just always wanted that college life. Um, but I never had that chance to like live on the dorm or anything. So this felt like the closest thing to it because everybody just chilled on campus all the time until we couldn't no more at like eight o'clock, right? Um, unless we had like a little party or whatever, and then we could stay on campus till like 11 or whatever. So um, it was just like the city, the city is super fucking talented. Like there's so many different artists here that are just super fucking amazing. Like, I'm not just saying that because I live here. Like 
I was inspired by so many. I named so many people in all of my interviews. So please, I employ y'all audience members, if you like what I'm saying and you want to hear some names, please go look at some of the other interviews that I've done because I drop everybody every time that I, I can. But tonight I'm kind of tired and I don't know if I'm going to forget someone. So I'd rather not do it. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I'd rather not do it right now. I'm sorry. Forgive that me. I'm tired. That was the first time that you like kind of made that recognition with like the mic and like the power of like the spoken word in that kind of sense. I think it was the first time I saw people utilizing it like that. Like, obviously we have the industry and like you grow up watching people on TV and I was really into people's discographies. I still am like, I'm the type of geek. Like, I'm like, who produced this? Who was the background vocals? Like, what was this about? We can't, I come from an era, I'm an eighties baby. We come from an era where they gave you so much about the artist and like, it was, everything was art. Like you would open up literally the CD or the cassette and there would be a booklet and sometimes they would have the lyrics in it before you could Google lyrics. They would have the lyrics in it or they would have different pictures or they would tell you a story. Um, so like I've always been into stuff like that for me. So yeah, I'm like, that's the shit that I like. And when I realized that there were artists here that were not only doing those things, but owning those things and being so vulnerable in it. And I'm like, how are they telling all of these strangers, like they, all their business, like they're, they're sipping all this tea about you. Like, isn't it like attractive though? Like I don't it know, is, oh, there's it something is. so powerful it that is. I recognize when I hear someone being vulnerable, like and expressing it like Raleigh and like confidently strangely enough like I don't it know, is it's just like it's what like sucks you in as a outsider like at least me and like yeah so nah we have some really dope creatives here in boston massachusetts like between you know like i said hip-hop artists dancers producers photographers videographers you know um fashion designers um spoken word artists slam artists like we got something for everybody like for real for real here like it's it's just seeing that type people do that and also okay so I gotta speak life about Matt Gannum because that spirit's like you have to name Matt Gannum. Matt Gannum was one of the first poets that I saw in Boston who spoke about being an addict so openly. And for me, my parents were addicts. I grew up around addicts. They're not ashamed of saying it. My mom's been a recovered addict now. My sister just turned 18 for 18 years, luckily. So um, 17 years, 17 years, I'm sorry, 17 years. Um, and my dad has been somewhat sober for the last six years. Um, I'll say somewhat because you know, he still dabbles in certain things. Um, so for me, when I heard that, I was just like, me and my mother went through so much for her to come to the realization of what her addiction was doing to her, her kids, to her family, to herself. It took her so fucking long. And like, I'm just like, I'm your daughter. I'm the one who like, do you know what it's like to tell somebody a story and they deny the shit or say that it didn't happen in the ways in which you did, but you know, you were there and they were fucked up. 
it sucks. Like, and my mom was always defensive about it. You know, it took us such a long time. And this dude is on stage speaking his business out there. I was like, yo, I've never heard anybody talk about addiction like so familiar and like so up close, so personal, so raw, so descriptive. I felt what he felt and it was the first time that I had ever felt sympathy for my mother's addiction. Mm. It was the first time I've been to AA with her, NA with her, parenting groups, all these classes, therapists, all this shit. So I know these things, but I couldn't let go of the hurt of what my mom did to me so much that even though I claimed to forgive her, I still didn't really forgive her because I was still kind of in pain until I heard that shit and it immediately made her human. I no longer looked at her as just my mother. I looked at her as a woman, as a person. I was like, holy shit. That's powerful. Like, that's why, yeah. like, that's the why, you know, like to have the fearlessness to express like that, like to that extent, right? Like, cause it can literally change, transform consciousness and like lives, energy. And then immediately I felt bad because I was like, damn, I've been holding this for all this time. Holy shit. You know, it's like when I heard that shit, when I hear Jadi, when I heard D Ruff, when I heard Free, when I heard um, uh, Nava the Butterfly, too, um, Didi Delgado. Um, Portia, Ashley, um, Ashley Wonder, um, Sublime Love, it's different, you know, it's almost like, why aren't you sharing your art, sis? And then to add insult to injury to myself, I'm hosting these mics, right? These open mics for Dudley Cafe. Now, what was Club Hope at RCC is now an actual nonprofit called Hope Inc., standing for Hop on Proper Education. And we're using these open mics to show people like, yo, you can heal here. Um, And just doing the work, you know what I'm saying? And now I'm hosting and I'm like, now I'm running the circuit. So you still operate out of there and you host the open mics for poets and- I still do all of, yeah, I'm still a host. I still do all of that stuff. But it was interesting. It wasn't until, who did I try to drag up on stage? I forget. Fuck. I try, because I'd be trying to drag up everybody, right? So if I seen you, now I'm running the circuit, right? So if I seen you somewhere and I know you're fucking dope and you've hit me, I'm going to drag you up on stage at my mic. It wasn't until somebody said it to me and I don't know who it was, forgive me. I said I was tired. Um, And they were like, yo, that's so funny. Like you be telling everybody to come up to the mic but you be writing and you don't spit shit. And I was like, I'm a hypocrite. A little bit. And then they're like, well, why don't you? And I'm like, cause I'm scared. 
<laughs> that's what every artist says, right? <laughs> like people were saying that shit to me, like, nah, man, I won't call them. I'm like, and I and I'm breathing life into them because I believe in them, right? It's it's not fluff. Like I just want you to perform. I I'm like no, like seriously, like yo, you're good. Like I don't even know what you're fearful about. Like I remember when you said that line. Like that shit did something. Like this shit triggered me to think about this. Like this room needs your energy. Like spill that shit. Like I'm speaking life into them, yet not spitting my shit. Right. And that's when it was like, bah, 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 bah. and don't get it, don't get it fucked up. I had been out of writing practice for a very long time. So I'm around all this art, but I'm still not like in my, I'm still not that little girl yet. I'm still like, oh, okay, it's all right. So like I'm rhyming. First of all, if you heard my poetry in the beginning, you know, it wasn't my voice. Mm. You know, it's not me. Let's just say that. I think I got caught up in the performance element of it because I'm like, they have to feel it. And I have to, I have to just give it to them so they can not realize. And like, that's not where it comes from. Like, that's not where it comes from. So get it together. So when you hear me or you see me, like, even I cringe when I see old videos, I'm like, that poem was and like, who was You have to go through those. Like, who the fuck was that? to crack that code and be like oh it, it's all about being authentic and honest with yourself and you know not like i i make music i write so i, I think of, i consider the listeners the audience but like they're second like i do it for me first like you're saying you're I, I, I'm, I'm with that like because like if if i'm not happy with it then like i don't care who's who is listening like i don't want that them. part yeah but it took a while and the fucked up thing is, is like out of the whole journey, people never ask me those types of questions, you know? Like some people did, like certain performances that I had, I was lucky to have really good mentors, you know, people who saw something in me and was like, yo, you need to do X, Y, and Z or breathe life into me. One of those people um, is Nina La Negra. I, I, I owe her. So much at because what age, at what age did you encounter her? This, this is good. I like finding out who like were in 20s, people's trajectories. 2015, I want to say. So like six years. Damn. Another one of those people, Catherine Morris. Bam's Fest, Isabella Gardner Museum. Cat breathes life into a lot of folks. For me though. She allowed me to remember, like basically she gave me an opportunity to remember why I do it. Cause I think I was getting burnt out. And I think I was losing some of the passion because I'm gonna keep it all the way fucking buck. I don't care anymore. Like I be trying to keep my mouth shut, but I just can't, it's like, Sometimes you're in spaces where, you know, when you're the underdog, everybody roots for you. But then when you start becoming like better than the underdog, whatever the fuck that means, it's different. 
You know, you start looking at things like I have to do this and I have to be here and I have to be there and I got to be doing this and I got to keep running. I got to, I got to be changed. What's changed, you know, the love for myself, the respect for my body and my time and my mental health. Um, I hold myself accountable. I listen when shit don't feel right. I don't just do shit just to do it. I listen to spirit to let me know whether or not it's aligned with spirit. And I never used to listen. I'd go against it. And now I don't. So now I'm like, well, you can close doors in my face all you want, but at the end of the day, I'm gonna still keep busting them down. And if I get in the door and you still don't allow me a seat at the table, that's okay. I'm gonna walk out with a chair because I'm petty. And then I'm gonna go build my own table. What else is there to do? If you want something, you go get it. No matter what, if you need to spit something and get it off of your chest, you do it. who cares if people fucking like you like I don't care about that it'd be nice to be respected a little bit because this is hard and not everybody gonna make it respect that I'm in a field that challenges me that's competitive that doesn't even resemble all the time pieces of who I really am do that. If you don't like my art and you don't like me, cool. If that don't hold no weight, I'm still going to live and I'm still going to create no matter what. Because that's what keeps me alive. Fuck all the other shit. You're amazing. You're amazing. Who's... <laughs> I'm a mere reflection. So what you see hey, in me is in you. Me too. Yeah. This, this is why I love to <laughs> do this, you know. Um, especially with fearless ass fucking celestial uh, human beings. <laughs> Yo, because fear will keep you fucking stuck. Fear what? Mind killer, the limiter of I, I I'd be telling people, I'm like, oh, are you scared? What is your biggest fear? It's mostly- it, it could be like the stupidest shit. Like somebody's like, I'm a fear, I'm afraid of heights. And I'm like, are you? I think the key, the main one, like whether people admit it or not, just like what people think about them, like simply. Oh, like, nobody wants to admit enough. that. You know? I used to care. Like, I'm not even gonna hold you. And sometimes I fall into sometimes I fall into moments of maybe thinking that, you know, regression is real sometimes. Digress digre- digression is real sometimes. You can digress in life, but realize when it's happening and then keep it fucking pushing. Well, like it's okay is is the light of awareness like the more awareness right. you bring into recognizing those conditions when they appear like the more you're like not you know overpowered by them or unconscious with them so that part yeah run towards your fear what's the worst that can happen 
the worst that can happen is you can realize like you made up these illusions in your head that you we call fear and then you're like why am i such a little bitch <laughs> and then get mad at yourself for being a little bitch yeah. and then that's a whole nother process to go through <laughs> and then forgive yourself because you, you got you got it like that's a whole other power like forgiveness of self and then and then you know things are easier and it's more of a joke because you don't take things too serious even though you do like who are we trying to impress when we do that though right other people it's like because we're not because we're only lying to ourselves and we know that shit does that feel good don't it don't like it really don't right right like i'm just living from i'm living for myself and notice how i said at the beginning of this i'm a mother i'm living for myself does that make sense if i don't live for myself i can't live for my kids yeah how can you take care of someone else if you haven't take care of yourself call it selfish it's the good selfish though it's it's all in you but it's all in us though like that's the fucked up shit that people don't understand it's like it is all in us it is all within you it has nothing to do with anybody else and that's it's almost like you victimize yourself when you keep doing that it's like oh i'm I'm hurt because so-and-so hurt me. It's like, nah, okay, cool. Like they hurt you, but did you die though? Right. Mastery is when you stop letting the external world dictate your state of mind or being. And, you know, think about that. Like, cause yes, people can inflict pain on us from the outside world, like physically, but like everything else is like, how you are able to maintain a certain awareness of mind that like reminds oneself that like you're in in control you have the power to decide how you're going to respond to certain things and words straight at you you know like that part i used to question like what i would say in interviews like i'd be like like after i would be done i'd be like shit did i say too much right should I, I not talk? express how I actually should I not have said that? Oh shit, is that not good for my image? Bitch, right. what? what? Yeah, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. <laughs> All right, I have another question. Who is your favorite poet? Myself. I knew you were gonna say that because you're so fucking into yourself and egoic. Okay. I'm, I'm a, a narcissist. You're so selfish. I'm a fucking, I am a fucking narcissist. Okay. No, I'm not. Let me not say that because words are spells. So I'm not a narcissist. I feel like the reason I say myself is because I'm my own competition. I have been in spaces and I have been around folks who thought that I was very competitive with them or saw me as a threat and, or even people I've looked up to and like went to them and like was like, hey, what do you think for like advice? And motherfuckers would be like, stay down. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, for me, I also don't listen to other poets unless, unless I am at a show with them. That's really the only other time that I like consume poets is when I'm on stage or on a bill that consists of other spoken word artists. And this is why, and there's a couple of reasons why I'm like that. 
and I'm going to list them real briefly. So one, I don't ever want to subconsciously be influenced by somebody so deeply that I mimic what they do. I'm my own person. Two, I have been accused of stealing somebody's bar before and I gagged. I was like, bitch, never. I didn't say that. I didn't say bitch. I was just like, sis, I would never do something like that to you. And I really meant it because I would never do nothing like that to somebody. I just wouldn't. So I'm just like, okay, never had that happen before, but hey, it's the first time is, you know, and three, honestly, I get triggered by folks sometimes. Like when spoken word, when I listen to certain spoken word artists, I am fucking triggered. I have to like tap out sometimes because I'm just like, oh, this is a lot. Like, this is, is this how I make people feel? And then I'm like, this is why you don't listen to other poets. Because <laughs> then you start is, getting but... in your, then you start getting into your head about yourself. And yeah, that's really why. Like you said, like, you know, good poetry or things, it doesn't, it's not always good, but like, it causes you to introspect on something. There's something in you or other people that like when they hear something or get triggered, you know, uh, that's their opportunity to like, what, why do I feel a way about that when I, when I hear those words or I see that, you know? Yeah. It's an exercise of sorts. <laughs> I've actually written a poem. I was actually on a mic um, and I wasn't going to perform. I was just like, I never really support shit. You just heard me say, I don't really go to like open mics unless I'm going to perform something. I know that sounds crazy, but it's true. There's times I do go to shows. Wait, um, are you hosting a lot of them? I am hosting a lot of them too. Just like hang out in the green room and close the door or what? Nah, I actually don't hang out in the green room and close the door. <laughs> I'm always in the front of the fucking audience. As soon as I get off stage, I'm right in front to make sure that the art artist knows that I'm here to listen to them. And that I'm going to give them my full attention just in case these motherfuckers in the back don't understand what the fuck is going on. You got me. I'm right here. We're here. Perform to me. This is for us. Um, this is good. This is great for us. You know, that type of thing. But not like I just, I don't do it. I just, I try not to. So in, in COVID though, I was because I was in the house. There were no live shows to host or go to or anything. So I was like, let me go pull up and support. And I was like, I don't really feel like performing. I was in my feelings. It was a long day. I was heavy. I was like, I don't feel like performing. This one poet goes up there. I really wish I remembered who it was. Sucks. I wish I really knew who it was. Um, it'll come to me. Okay, let me keep talking. So I don't know. I don't remember. God, I can hear her voice in my head and I can't think of her name. Okay. It's okay. She was doing a poem and it was so dope, but that shit triggered the fuck out of me. And I was like, oh my God. And I just started writing the one of my greatest poems that I feel that I have that I I think not only opened me up to be like I'm gonna talk about whatever the fuck I want to talk about but also it was the first time that I had ever been that honest about my trauma and that poem is called um I ain't shit and even the title in and of itself like I feel like for a while that's how I walked around 
like I ain't shit. And I think I was dimming my light a lot on purpose um, to purposely shrink myself to make others happy to um, also out of fear to be the best potential highest self of person I could possibly potentially be um, in this realm. But also because I was so, I had so much pain that I was carrying. I didn't, I don't remember it because I got so good at compartmentalizing all of my emotions that I didn't remember the, the memories. But this woman triggered me that night to where all of my trauma kind of just spilled out. And I was like, damn, yeah, this is a lot. And I went to a different realm before I would talk about my identity issues, because those were easy to talk about, you know? I already know that that's my problem. I also talked about generational trauma. That was easy because I know my family. <laughs> um, I know both sides of my family, you know? But I think when you talk about sexual assault trauma, for me, I wouldn't even discuss that shit with my partners. Never mind, put it in a poem and talk about it in front of strangers, you know? But it's beautiful. You know, it's a good experience. That's why I say like, yeah, I don't really try to like listen to other poets, but really sometimes it's because like, they know how to talk to me. <laughs> they know how to tell me things that I'm not hearing in music all the time, you know? So I'll be like, yeah, I don't want you to drag me today. My ancestors do that already in my dreams. I don't want to be dragged in, 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 in front of my face. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Tell us uh, what current projects you're working on right now. If any. I know you're in. Well, we ain't going to lie and say, like, I'm not working on an album because I am. I'm actually working on an EP. It's so not an album. Where's that? I want to keep calling it an EP, even if it was an album, because just like I'm dropping an EP sounds way better than I'm dropping an album. Well, what's, what do you got? Like five songs? done or the 11 11 that's like an album are you gonna narrow shut it? up i said i like the word ep <laughs> for a reason LP. call it lp that one no somebody else said the same thing no we're not doing that either it's right, an ep the album's called ep everyone uh it's 11 song album ep that is <laughs> I think people are going to be super surprised. I think. Where are you at with it? Like production wise. It's pretty good. It's pretty much done. Like it's like done. I'm not answering that question because I'm, <laughs> I used to interview people too. I still do actually interview people. I don't know why I said used to. I still interview people. I know exactly what that trick is and I am not falling for it because the next question is when's it no coming trick. out? No trick. Oh, there was a trick. There was a trick. Where are you at in the process? People are going to be watching this, listening. Maybe, maybe not, but that was my... Everybody's going to hear this interview. This is going to probably be the most ever viewed interview for me because I've never spoken like this before. And I have a feeling that like I'm going to be bigger than life itself um well, definitely on people amanda you know the gates you know, open and people just i'm just it's bigger it. than life at this point i'm gonna definitely leave a legacy um yeah and i'm definitely gonna impact the world that's my purpose so with that being said i feel like this interview 
is probably going to be the most viewed interview that I ever have in my entire life because people are going to actually come back to this after they've watched every other interview. When, you know, the glow up is real. When the glow up is real, people start paying attention to like your present stuff. But then like when the glow up is really real, they go back. They want to know who the real yeah exactly who were you before you became you I've always been me I'm not I'm becoming the best me yeah you know um all right all right we're getting to the end here Amanda yay because I have to go (laughs) me too I got dinner plans me too uh all right and I'm hungry but I love you and I could talk to you forever we've done that several times yeah I'm yeah, glad we're, glad we're doing this for the people. Hell yeah. For the people. It's for the people. For the culture. For the culture. For the culture. For the culture. If you could give advice to your younger self, what would what would you say? What would you hmm. say? I think I've asked this before to you, but it's again a good exercise, you know. And yo, <laughs> why are you giving it away what we talk about offline? Um, I see what you did there though. What I would say to my younger self is um never let go of feeling free whoa what would your advice to young artists and creatives out in the world be face your fear and always speak your truth church all right this is like this is machine gun round like just machine gun kelly machine gun kelly round uh favorite color this is yellow. Going, this is going deep, you know. Well, not really. I answered it. Deep. I said yellow, and I'm like, wait, pink. That was a lie. I don't know why I said yellow. I think yellow because of branding, and you have yellow behind you. Um, um so yeah, like people think yellow is my favorite color. It's just for the brand because of Shay. I'm just gonna be honest with y'all. Um, Shay like the butter because Shay butter is yellow, but like deep down inside, to be honest, it's pink because I was such a tomboy when I was a kid that I hated pink because of everything that it represented. And I didn't represent anything feminine because I was really, really rough. And I played with the boys all the time. And I was really, really athletic. So I hated it what pink represented. But now um, in my older self and embracing my femininity and understanding the social constructs around colors, but that colors can be also associated to moods. Pink is my favorite color. I feel like your aura is like pink, green. That's what I'm getting. Oh, I like green too. Cause also like the plants. So I don't choose the color green. Cause I feel like if you were to see my house, you'd be like, oh my God, this girl has like an indoor nursery. And if my house was bigger and had some real money, I'd be like, yo, there'd be plants hanging from the fucking ceiling. Like literally like just draped down. Like every time you walk through the house, you'd get hit with a fucking plant. You'd be like, what the fuck? You gotta have that, you gotta have that feng shui. Oh no, it's going to happen. I'm creating my own queendom. Like that's that's a thing. I'll, I'll believe it. I'm I'm doing the same thing. Oh, that's a double entendre. By me? By you? By me when I said I was building my queendom. She's a wordsmith. Sorry, I didn't mean to like sh- shit on you real, real quick because no. what you said was good too. I just <laughs> I forgot just wasn't a, a double entendre. I forgot what a double entendre was. So I was like, who who said it? 
All right, favorite number? Three. Me too, me too. For real? Yeah. Most people think it's my birthday because I'm always like, two, six, two, six. Because like, two, six is my birthday. Yeah. But like, not three. Because if you actually take two, if you actually take six and divide it by two, it equals three. Yeah. Which I never like correlated in for a while. I was going to say until just now, that would be a lie. But I definitely correlated that a long time ago but I think it took me three times like I'm a three strike person you're out type of person so it always take me three times I'd be like oh if I try something the first time I don't like it I'd be like I'm willing to try it again just to kind of you know shake it out a little bit and if there's a tie at any point I just feel like three times like at that point you know the odds the odds you know the numbers you know it's a numbers game so it's always been three for some reason like it's really three yeah Mm-hmm. Um, and good things happen in threes agreed and the third trivial thing zodiac what's your zodiac sun sign aquarius i am an aquarius sun Moon. a rising a rising cancer i know and an aries moon Ooh. interesting combination with my seventh house in scorpio well seven houses relationships no yeah we ain't gonna talk about it but just like let's just say this i always tell people like i am drake you know like drake level of petty that's the type of scorpio i can be sometimes like to myself not to other folks whatever i don't know where i was going with this i don't even know why i said that i love drake i'm gonna i just want to be famous yo (laughs) don't get on me later Tory Lanez I know I gave you some shade about Brownstone but like it's all love bro actually no it's not wait no it's not that's how you know I'm fucking tired yeah all right we gotta we gotta move on yeah we gotta go we gotta go we gotta go I'm tired I need to eat I'm hungry I'm I'm saying some shit that I shouldn't be saying that's gonna fucking Come back later when this gets all the most views that it's ever gotten ever before in my life ever. <laughs> I'm skipping some. Uh, actually, no. Th- th- this is just for fun because it's just it's stupid. And most no, Pac or Biggie. Pac. <laughs> Hot or cold. Hot. Beyonce or Rihanna. Kevin Hart or Dave Chappelle? Oh, Dave Chappelle. Was that even a question? Good answer. Uh, no offense, Kevin Hart. He's, he's no, so- no shade, but like Dave Chappelle, that's my guy. Uh, which decade would you live in over the last hundred years? And why? Fuck. That's not a good question. That's not a good question. What? Fuck that question. All right. Fucking nice. Nah, it's want to know why I say that is because there's so many genres, like so many eras that I wish I like was there for. For real. Like, okay. well, if you had to pick one. I can't. I can't. I can't. I would have loved to been alive like in the 60s. I know we weren't like the favorable people ever. We still aren't, but excuse me. But 
I think I would have chose that era. 60s through the 90s. I mean, I was alive through the 90s, so I can't really talk shit, but like actually like be of like age to like experience it. Yeah. Um, those, yeah, that and like new 60s right now, like yeah, like, like Chicago Renaissance, Harlem a, Renaissance. There is a renaissance happening. Yeah. I feel oh, right now, I know, but I'm just saying like any of those eras even the hippie era i actually said that the other day i was like i would have loved to have been alive like peace love and breathe. yeah after like living in this like black and white like you know world where like people just were like thinking of the 50s and before like just this super like conventional totally out of sorts society yeah at least from a cultural perspective yeah uh, i mean many other listen i i don't know man i don't know i there's sometimes i like it's hard to say that i would live in any era because like yeah um so that's hard yeah you know but i just hope that you know in this era in this lifetime while i'm on this earth in this in this realm in this body you know, I just want to make an impact. You know, people say a lot, like, you're kind of like an influencer. And I'm like, that's the wrong I word that I want to be associated with. There's no shade to influencers, but I feel like influence can, you know, die out. All right. Um, well, I have the last three. And that, I, that's great. Uh, I'm glad you said that. And what about, like, I was, that's my last question, actually, to talk is about. Is it? First, do you have any special extra extraordinary talents besides like poetry or music? Like you can't say those things like or something that people don't know about you like that you're like you can like bend like, what what are some weird things people can do? What's some weird shit you can do? Um uh, honestly, I would answer that as like okay, so one, I'm it's almost like muscle memory. So like I can still do gymnastics. Um, most people don't know that about me. So like I literally at a high do, level, yeah, at a pretty at a pretty Tell them two minutes. I'm actually doing an interview, Pooh. What's up? It's all right, where are you? What do you want? Oh, stay right there. Stay right there. I'll come grab you. All right. Text me. Bye. So Amanda to the rescue. Um, but yeah. Um, what was the question? <laughs> One word to describe you. What would it be? Oh, no. Weird things. Um, yeah, so yeah. Sure. Gymnastics. Yeah. I can still do that. Oh, and I love doing like an English accent. It comes out every now and again. That's something I love to do. Um, I do it pretty often when I'm hosting here in Boston. I always, you know, talk to people in that way and they just look at me like, there's no way that that's her real voice. But, you know, sometimes I like to change it up a little bit you know, and go into like a country accent, like, hey y'all, no, I'm just like, um, I love accents. 
That's something probably weird. Um, I love accents. And um, I like doing skits in the car, <laughs> like character role playing. Like I always sometimes, like somebody will ask me something and like I'll switch into somebody else and be like, excuse me, not doing that for you. You keep calling me Amanda. That's not my name. My name is Pearl. Like, you know, I aggravate people sometimes. It, it is what it is, but it's funny to me. Split personalities. It's, it's a thing. No, 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 no. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> one word to describe you would be you can't one think word. about it. I can think about it. Um, one word to describe me, resilient. What would the second word be? Second word, oh, gotta chill. Um, I don't like talking about myself. Um, the second word to describe me is probably like in a uh, visionary. Res re resilient visionary. I love it. Right. Oh, I didn't even put two and two together. Okay. Shit. Um, what is your dharma, your essence, the nature or purpose in this life? Like everyone's got it. People are lucky if they find it and then live it. I think you are. What, what do you feel your purpose is in this life? You, you may have kind of touched on it, but you know. My purpose is to connect and help heal people through my testimony. Mm. If I tell my truths and it can heal some folks and connect some folks together and create soul ties and soul bonds, yeah, it's my purpose is to make you think, make you feel for sure. Beautiful. Thank you Thanks. for joining the Alternate Fields podcast, expanding minds, deepening perspectives. Amanda Shea, the beautiful artist, poet, lover, uh, liver, creator. And, you know, I, I would call you my friend at this point, Amanda, if you would accept. Um, we I were friends from the beginning, even through the Zoom right? for me. It was, a con it was the connection for me. Yeah. I it was, for sure. Like, ever since day one. So I'm just super stoked that Alex had me come up. Um, I think I've said this to you, but I was fucking super scared to even come up. Yeah. So I'm glad that I faced my fear and came because I got to meet you and um, connect and make beautiful, beautiful music with Eva and Notebook and Alex. And then to come back around and us just have conversations offline outside of like what we do um, has been really beautiful. You've reaffirmed a lot of things for me. So I thank you. And um Meeting you is refreshing for sure, because sometimes like you can have certain conversations and people don't really understand you. They listen in, but they don't understand you. And I feel like every time I speak to you, you we get deeper because we have a deeper understanding of each other. And that's the whole point. Totally. I love so I fuck with it. Fuck what you have. Thank you for having me on.
Thank you so much. I swore a lot during this interview. I apologize. It's all good, you know. Nothing to hide, you know. You don't you don't have a just in my crib in my bedroom to be precise. Like you can see my whole altar behind me. I'm like just letting it flow, letting it out. It is what it is. Like people get over it. But I love you, appreciate you, uh stay you. I'm looking forward to the, uh, the music coming out. Um any potential like you know release date ideas like timeline what do you think this summer maybe later this summer i mean is anybody really checking for me like that probably not so i don't know i'm checking i'm checking in i'm 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 looking forward so um i don't know i'm thinking honestly i ain't gonna hold you i'm gonna steal drake's line i come alive in the fall time like the fall is like my i don't actually think drake said that Uh, anyways anyways somebody can cue me in later in the comments but um i gotta go but yeah um yeah i think fall because everything's coming anew beautiful sounds good right yeah i'll be and then winter will come in you'll be like amanda what the fuck Sorry. Well, I'll, I'm gonna I'll check in uh, at the end of the summer to make sure everything's online. Uh, um, that. no, you better be checking in with me before summer because we're yeah. trying to put out the single and we're trying to okay. get you food out. Yeah, that's happening. Yeah, stop playing with me. I'm not playing because I'm the one who's cracking the whip. I'm on it. Like I'm making sure that these things are getting out the damn door because I can't take it anymore. I need. There's tons of stuff in that stuff need to come out first thank you all right bet um check in with me yep hey thank you again uh we'll talk again soon Stay okay bet i'll see you soon thank you right, for send me home to do a guitar over like you said you know what i mean like come on fuck you know what i'm an asshole for that you're absolutely right oh, and i actually just wrote a really dope one hey it's like brand new, brand new. Like literally just wrote it two days ago. Well, if you want it to be scored, uh, let's let's do it and drop it like it's hot. 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 Okay, I'm with the shit. And we don't have to wait on nobody? Absolutely not. Love y'all. Love y'all. I gotta go. Good night. That was Matt Shade. I love y'all. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> now let's do it for real. Yeah, let's do yeah. it. So well, it's on you. So send it. I'm ready. I'm plugged in. So I got you. I got you. Have a great night. Love. Peace. You too, boo. I'll talk to you soon. All right. See you.